0: hi welcome to bisexual real talk my name is alex anders and i am a best-selling bisexual romance author bisexual real talk is a show where each week i talk about the latest developments studies and strides made by the bisexual community sometimes i'll talk about what's going right other times i'll talk about what's going wrong but always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong and if this podcast ever sounds like a youtube channel That's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi, I'm Alex Anders and this is Bisexual Real Talk. If you are romantically attracted to one gender and sexually attracted to another gender, then how do you choose A partner for marriage. That is what we're gonna be talking about today. Thanks to the help of one of your emails. But before I get to the email, three quick announcements. First, uh, I put down the chapters of um, the video in the description for the YouTube channel. So if there's any part of this you'd like to skip to, you can always go down there and check it out. Or if you watch the video again, you can always, you know, find the chapter that you want to revisit and go through there. Secondly, I'd like to say that you should check out my one-minute summaries. If you've not seen all of my videos, I will be releasing one-minute summaries of my most helpful videos over the next few weeks. Uh, Check them out, or if you've watched a video and you've forgotten what was good about it and you want to check it out again, they're there. And thirdly, if you have any questions you'd like me to answer, you can always send me an email, and the email is in the description link below. Uh, but also, if you wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with me about the situations you're going through specifically, you can do that. You can do that by checking out my Patreon page. It's one of the tiers. Um, one-on-one conversation. We can talk about bisexuality. We talk about whatever you'd like. Um, and we can have as many of them as you want. So yeah, it's available if you'd like to check it out. Now... The email, and I'm going to tell you, as I read this email, you're going to go, hmm, this doesn't feel like it has to do with choosing uh, the right partner, but stay with it because I guarantee you that part's coming. Now, let's get to the email. It starts out, hi. Hi, my name is Jay, and I'm reaching out tonight because I've been having a tough time with my sexuality recently. Not too long ago, I labeled myself as bisexual because that's how I felt, but now it's been a few weeks and I've noticed something about myself. I've noticed that I feel a stronger sexual attraction towards uh, the same gender than the opposite gender, and it's making me wonder if maybe I'm actually gay. I've had a girlfriend. We never did anything sexual, but my feelings for her were genuine. So basically, I'm sexually attracted to men more, but emotionally, I'm more attracted to women. Like, I can feel myself growing, I can see myself growing old with a woman, but not with a man. I'm not sure whether I would be sexually attracted to a woman. Sometimes I do get aroused by women, but I'm starting to wonder if my mind is just doing that because I'm scared to be gay. What I'm planning to do is just wait. And get experience from both a man and a woman to see how I really feel. But I want to come out to people, and I and that and I don't want uh, I don't want to tell, and I don't know what to tell them. Is it okay to tell them that I'm bi because that's how I feel at the moment? But then later on, when I have more experiences with both genders, change my sexuality to whatever it actually is. I'm scared to do this because lots of people say that people who label themselves as bi do it because they're afraid to come out as gay. But that's just how I feel at the moment. So I will feel guilty for doing that. Please, could you help me? I'm very confused. Well, Yes, Jay. Yes, I can help you. So let's first get to something that's very important. I, I can tell you've watched a few of my videos because of the language you've used. Uh, so I'll just have to remind you that bisexuality isn't just one thing, whereas homosexual, homosexuality and heterosexuality are just one thing easily explained and easily classified. Bisexuality is a spectrum. And there are very few people who are both romantically and sexually attracted to Every gender or any gender will fall right in the smack-bam center of that spectrum. Very few people. The majority of people fall on one end of the spectrum. So a person who is romantically attracted to one gender and sexually attracted to the other gender is bisexual. You don't have to question it. You don't have to worry about it. Your sexual orientation is bisexual. You're not heterosexual. You're not homosexual. There it is. But the thing with uh, sexual identities is a sexual identity's greatest purpose is to help other people understand who you are. So the question is, to help people understand who you are and what your feelings are, is it the most helpful thing to say that you're bi? That's a judgment call. But I'm here to offer you some alternatives. Because you seem to be, like so far you're Your sexual attractions are towards men, and you might wanna be exploring that a little bit more. How about you say, for example, that you are mostly gay? Or use right by right now, and if you decide later on that you wanna be more with men, then you can say that you're mostly gay. That is an accurate, that's a more accurate representation of what you're feeling, isn't it? Because you will probably always have some sort of desire to be in a relationship with a woman. No matter how strong it is, it'll probably always be there. So to better represent that situation that will always be there and for you not to have to feel guilty if you were to get in a relationship with a guy uh, to, to best represent who you are, wouldn't it be more like closer to yourself to call yourself mostly in that situation? So, you know, I hope that's helpful. And, and the reason why I kept like harping on like if you decide to be in a relationship with a guy is because, and funny thing is, if you were went to a therapist who was not woke in this situation, they would probably tell you that you should probably explore being gay. Because of what you've written, they would tell you you should probably explore being gay. And although those words would be unhelpful, I think the sentiment behind it is correct. And here's why. Here's why. Like, I don't think you explore being gay. I think you explore same sex possibilities. Uh, And the reason why the therapist would say that most likely would be because when you have divergent sexual and romantic attractions, so sexually attracted to one gender, uh, romantically attracted to another gender, it's a lot easier to develop romantic feelings for the gender you have sexual feelings for than it is to develop sexual feelings for the gender that you have romantic feelings for. And it all has to do with the fact that one is driven mostly by um, dopamine, the other one is driven mostly by oxytocin. And uh, a lot of the times, the reason why we um, will only be uh, romantically attracted to one gender is because there's something about that gender that allows us to lower our vulnerability wall. So, you know, if you're a guy and you can you feel only romantically attracted to women and not to guys, it could potentially be because you feel like you could actually talk to women, whereas you feel you can't talk to men. Or guys might feel that they can talk to guys um, even more easily as opposed to women because of you know all of societies whatever else. So the The gender that you can lower your vulnerability wall with is the one that uh, you're most likely to be romantically attracted to. And if you can't with the other gender, then that's the situation. It's because, you know, walls are up. So the question is, how would you go and develop your, you know, more stronger romantic feelings for, like, the same gender if that's a gender you want to explore? Well, I actually wrote about this in my book, How to Win the Love Game, Romantic feelings are, can be broken down to uh, something quantifiable. So let's take romantic settings for one. What's more romantic? McDonald's or a darkly lit Italian restaurant? It's obvious, right? And the reason why the Italian restaurant would be considered romantic is because of the distractions of the McDonald's. A McDonald's has bright lights so you can see everything. It has lots of colors, so your eyes are constantly moving around. There's probably like a clown with red hair somewhere, so it's always there. And there's kids that are probably talking, so like, so they're there. So yeah, you could potentially really force a romantic situation in a McDonald's, but clearly one is not a romantic setting. And the reason why is because all the distractions, whereas an Italian restaurant, they dim all the lights, so all those things in the background are no longer like drawing your attention. There's a candle right there that's illuminating one thing. It's a person who's sitting right across from you. And on top of that, the person sitting across from you, they not, it's not like a huge table. It's a small table. So they're right there. So your brain, your eyes, your nose has the ability to consume that person more fully. Whereas, so smaller tables where you're really close, you're, you're like, you're right there or you're touching each other and stuff like that or you're leaning up against each other. You're in consuming all of their, like you're using your senses to consume all of them. So it's completely, they're completely consuming your brain, taking your attention, your focus. And that is what intimacy is, that situation there. So sharing secrets like that, again, it's, it's stimulating your brain because as opposed to smelling or touching, it's like information about them. So you're still consuming them. So a romantic situation is an intimate situation with dopamine stimulation. So just being in that environment where you're like in an Italian restaurant and there's a glowing line and stuff like that, it's nice. But it, it's not the full expression of romanticism. The full expression would be if you're eating a wonderful dinner and doing that. Because, why? The food tastes good, and it spikes the dopamine in your brain, and we have this thing as human beings that when we spike our dopamine, we associate dopamine with the closest person to us. So with that person completely consuming us and us being spiked with uh, dopamine from the good food, we then are, have a spike with that person, and that is a romantic feeling. Same thing if you were drinking alcohol in this darkly lit place with a person close to you. Same thing as if, if you were just... On a grassy knoll looking out to the moonlight, where everything else is kind of like dark around you except for the moon and the rolling hills in front of you. That image is spiking dopamine in your brain and you're associated with the person next to you. So, if you wanted to explore your romantic feelings with guys, the two things you would want to do is you would want to, you know. You gotta do it slowly. Lower your uh, vulnerability wall a little bit, allowing the person to get in, allowing yourself to share a little bit more about yourself. And also put yourself in settings where you can um, have romantic feelings for them, develop romantic feelings for them, spike the romantic aspect of your brain. And the, the reason why I suggest this is because you know what? It's, <sighs> bisexuals have a particular hard time. Um, with this whole idea of romantically attracted to one gender, sexually attracted to the other gender, and if you make a decision based on those feelings, it's it's, it's so tough because as you know, the human evolution, like our, our aging process, we start out and we are overly stimulated by sexual desire. Hormones kick in, uh, it's a natural thing, and we just, we're just, you know, stimulated sexually, and that's what drives us, but if we then look to the other age, um, other side of life, which is, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s sort of thing, what we care more about is the bonding. So initially, it's like testosterone and a dopamine. And at the end of our life, it's oxytocin, which is one is sexual and the other one is romantic in nature. So if you were to make a decision just based on your, you know, cravings, your desires, whatever else, you would start out initially like bisexual, just start out, thinking, oh, they should be with someone, I should be with someone of, you know, the gender that spikes my sexual desire, because that seems to be what's important, right? And then as time goes on, time goes on, you go, oh, well, maybe I should be with someone who spikes my romantic uh, gestures, my romantic feelings. So it's kind of divergent. So what do you do? What, How do you choose a partner when you are in a situation where one gender, you know, is one way and another gender is another way? There is an answer to that. And it's actually the answer to anyone in any relationship. This is what all people should do most of the time. And what is that? That is, choose someone based on shared interests. Seems kind of basic, right? But yet, how few people do it? If you choose the person you have the most shared interests with, the likely, you know, you have to have some sort of attraction to them as well, like some sort of attraction some, something, and a shared interest, you are probably on the greatest path for success, probability of success. Why? Because shared interests have two things. If you have an interest, it's probably because that thing spikes your dopamine in some way. And what did I say what happens when you spike your dopamine in front of someone else? Your brain associates that dopamine with the other person, which means that it it more likely increases your sexual desire for that person. So if you don't initially have sexual desire for them, Doing things that you really love together will increase the likelihood of doing that. Now, what does the other thing do if you have shared interests? It draws you together, so you're so even during tough times and whatnot, you're drawn together, and you spend more time together. And when you spend more time together, you have more opportunities to share things and learn things and grow and bond and create a desire for romantic attraction. So either way you put it, if you um, base your relationship on shared interests, it will constantly bring you together. It'll it all it it has the ability of increasing your sexual desire for them. It has your ability to increase your romantic desire for them. And if, if you are divergent in terms of your attractions, that is the greatest medium between the two because early on in life, it'll satisfy you to a certain degree by helping your um, sexual attractions. And later on in life, it'll help you by increasing your romantic attractions. So that's it. If you want to choose a partner for life or marriage, wherever else, the best thing you could possibly do in almost all situations is find someone who has the most shared interests with you. And that is the greatest piece of advice I could give to bisexuals at this time. I'm It just hit me recently, and I was like, I got to share this because this is the answer for all of us, for most of us at least. But yeah, that's it. So I just wanted to remind you now um, that if you wanted to Uh, Send me a question. You can do it with an email uh, through the link, uh, email in the descriptions below. Or if you want to have a one-on-one with me, you can do it by checking out my Patreon page, the link of which is in the description. That's it. Until the next time, stay cooler, my bisexual friends. Stay cooler. (laughs) Bye. If you would like to support the podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romance audiobooks on iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can also check out my bisexual-themed socks and t-shirts on Teespring and Amazon by searching them for the company name Bisexual Real Talk. But the links for everything are in the description of this podcast. Please support the channel and check it out. Until next time, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.